Good morning. Welcome to St. Michael's. Uh, thank you for tuning in with us today. We have been figuring out this new normal of streaming, and we just really appreciate all the people who are engaging with our online content. On Facebook, we had 1,400 engagements last week, and I just am super excited that you guys are looking to press into the fellowship you have here, and we're very happy to have you this morning. So let's just open up with some prayer and worship, and we'll enter into the reality of the resurrected Christ this Sunday. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that we can come before you, even in this place where it's different, where we're worshiping from our houses, our living rooms, we're worshiping on a computer. Lord, we just pray that you would reach out and touch our hearts today, that you would speak those words that will set us free, the truth that we need to hear this morning. And Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to enter into the worship of you, the King of glory. Amen.
Hallelujah. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Glory to God in the highest. Peace, goodwill towards men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee. We give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory, O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sitteth at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal mystery established a new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This morning's first reading comes from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, beginning in verse 22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not permissible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, My flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 16, read as a lesson. Preserve me, O God. 
for in you I have put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, You are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied who hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names on my lips. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. morning's second reading comes from 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 3 commencing blessed be the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ." Whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. The Gospel of John, chapter 20, beginning in verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father hath sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said to them, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet have believed. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of our Lord. Well, good morning to all of you out there in TV land. Um, I'm glad to be with you. <laughs> I mean that in, in more ways than one. But <laughs> being in the uh, highest, risk cat, highest risk category of uh, people in this pandemic time, you know, one of the things I've noticed, if you watch the uh, social media, is uh, a lot of people are getting kind of used to this uh, format of uh, going on the World Wide Web and going to enjoy their church experiences. For us here at St. Michael's, it has uh, tremendous uh, difficulties uh, because we're a Eucharistic church. And uh, the centrality of our worship is the table of the Lord. And so uh, it puts great burden on us to be able to somehow minister that. You can't do it over the uh, the airway. And uh, so we're, we've had discussions on our clergy blogs about all the creative ways that uh, are being used to try and minister the Eucharist to our people. I want to talk to you this morning for a few minutes about uh, the beginning of the church. The gospel reading this morning is one of my keynote uh, teachings on uh, on government, uh, and uh, so one of my uh, star uh, students has uh, assisted me this morning, Father Harris, and uh, he'll uh, sleep through most of this because we pounded it into him. Uh, many times during his seminary career. But it's a fascinating study, and I wanted just to introduce every one of you uh, 
to uh, to begin thinking about this wonderful miracle that we have that God's created for us, uh, and it particularly uh, is uh, tested in times like this. So watch. The question I'm asking is, what do you need to have a church? Now, the setting of the reading this morning is uh, actually what I teach is the be- it's the beginning of the church. And we see uh, Jesus uh, step into the presence of the room where all the disciples, ten of them, uh, Judas has uh, hung himself and Thomas is absent from duty, but the other ten are there. And what did Jesus, uh, what's his purpose for being there? Just to give them high fives or, so that's what I want to look at. And how did that evolve into what we do today? And uh, what are the important factors in that? So the question, what do you need for a church? Second question, what is a church? The term Christian church actually developed out of the Reformation movement. And historically looking to church, what's fascinating about that, it's, uh, I would say that probably the term is referring to the invisible church that compromises all believers. Okay? So as you think about all the believers out there, we're in this cloud. It's like the cloud on your phone now. You don't have just limited memory, but you're part of a cloud. Well, we're this church cloud. I'm just fooling with you a little bit. Biblically, it refers uh, to, to a Greek word that translates to ecclesia. And it means assembly or a group of people. So you can think of church in several different ways. You can think of it as a group of believers who come together or you can think of it as this universal experience of being part of Christianity. What's interesting is when Jesus uh, died, in fact, when Jesus rose, there was no church. So where did the church come from? And when the church eventually began... And it began with Jesus breathing on the apostles here, I'm going to show you. There was only one church. But that church had some problems, so through history, after about 1,500 years of struggle, corruption, and whatever, uh, we came to have what we refer to as the Reformation. We ref- we were supposed to be reforming the church, but what we actually did is we divided into 44,000 churches at last count. So these are all little groups, assemblies, denominations, whatever, but they all make up that one universal experience of being uh, the way, which was the first term that we ever probably used for the church, the way. And that was in Antioch, way down the road from the beginning. They finally called it the way. So, 1 Corinthians 1-2, it says, To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified, that's set apart, made holy, in Christ Jesus, 
So it's these people who have had the sanctification through Christ. He's their king. He's their Lord. Who were selected. Oh, wow. I thought I chose him. No, see, once again, scriptures are really clear. He chose us. Thanks be to God. And called as saints together with all those who in every place call on and honor the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord, and ours. So he's talking here in the second verse of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 about this experience of this assembly of people, and they really are just the local part of what's experienced in all of these other places. It's really fascinating. This is Paul who wrote it, so it's during his ministry in that first uh, 100 years of the church we're experiencing a pretty pretty significant development of something here. In 1 Corinthians 6 chapter, the first verse, it says, Does any one of you, when he has a complaint with another, he's really referring to a believer here, dare to go to the law before the unrighteous men, the unbelievers, instead of before the saints, God's people. And so, here again, he's referring to the churches having a purpose and being different from just the courts of the world or the secular life. Or And what he's admonishing them to do is, if you've got a problem with your brother, you know, go to your brother and work your way through the church and try and work these things out. So, But once again, it demonstrates uh, that there was a church. This week I read a, an interesting article by a pastor named Brian Zand. That's uh, Z-A-H-N-D. On why when we can assemble again, in spite of how well we've done with this electronic church experience, we need to meet together in person. Great article. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> First uh, John one three says, That which we've seen and heard declare we unto you, I love the King James in this particular uh, verse, that ye also may have fellowship with us. How weird. From the first time I read that, I realized that's wrong. That's got to be mistranslated. Because we have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And John here is saying, no, no. We are the door. What he really means is we hold the keys. And I actually, on my uh, signet ring, I have a uh, miter at the top of it, and it has the keys, what we call the keys of the kingdom. Now, that's a clue of what a church is. All right, watch. That which we've seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and only through me can you see the Father. And then He left. And so, 
there are people floating around out there, I call them lone rangers, that uh, they have this really on fire relationship with Jesus, and that's all they need. And I'm, I, I tell you, they must be really, really amazing, strong people, because I need fellowship. In fact, I think it was the Lord who said, forsake not the fellowship of the brethren. We read in Acts uh, in chapter 2, after Pentecost has occurred, when the Holy Spirit came and fell on all the people and they received Jesus, it says in uh, 42, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Other translation, teaching. They say the apostles' teaching. Well, the reason I work, like the word doctrine, because doctrine designates something more than teaching. You know, what they teach is as many ways to God. At Cal State Fullerton, anyway, where I went for my master's. No. Doctrine means... Definity was authority behind it. Okay? So back to the question, what do we need to get this church thing going here? You need apostolic power. You need apostolic anointing. And you need apostolic authority. It has to come from God, not from men. Now, what do I mean? The Corinthian church, the Ephesian church, all these were churches that were started by Paul and Barnabas, an apostolic team. Paul, who refers to himself as the least of the apostles, nevertheless refers to himself, and we all receive him as an apostle. In the gospel, we will learn that Jesus chose his first twelve apostles, and later in Paul's letter to Timothy... And his letter to Titus, we see Paul raising up future apostles. You jump ahead a century, and we have a whole new set of leader apostles now being called bishops. By then, we have eastern churches, western churches, but they all have apostolic authority through their bishops, who are leading them with the presbyters with a group of counsel. Even at that level where you have churches all spread all over, when they met to make decisions, they did it in council with each other. The Council of Nicaea is a perfect example. Particularly when they're making definitive rulings with regard to what the universal church Believes. In other words, usually they're meeting to dispel heresy. But here is where it began. Jesus had it. Jesus had it. He turned water into wine. He raised people from the dead. But he died. But he rose. But he left. He ascended to the Father. 
But first he gave authority to 11 men in a room. Verse 19, John chapter 20. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear, kind of reminded me like we're all afraid of the pandemic. Don't be afraid of it. He holds the whole world in his hand. And yet he knows every hair on your head. Don't fear. Be smart. Don't be stupid. Use good sense and judgment. But don't fear. So Jesus, it says, came and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be with you. Now that is not, that, 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 that a double meeting, this comment. Because remember when Jesus was born, what did the angels cry out? Every Christmas we sing it, peace has come to mankind. Well now the fruition of it has to stay with mankind. Because it resides in Christ, it resides in the God, the, the uh, Trinity. And so he says, When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, just so they were crystal clear, who's this, who's saying this, what's this all about. Then suddenly they're, oh my God, it's our Lord, oh, oh big celebration. Now they relax, no more fear. It's party time. And truly it was. But no, that's not what he was here. So it says in verse 21, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. Well, how did the Father send them? The Father, the Trinity intersected with mankind through the Incarnation and brought us peace. The very thing He's offering here. He's declaring here, and he's about to dispense here. Because through that peace comes anointing. It it becomes power. And most assuredly, it becomes authority. Now watch. So Jesus said to them, Peace to you, as the Father sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this the second time, do they get it first time? He breathed on them. And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And then what he does is he takes one of the sacraments as a demonstration that what they're going to be able to do as a result of him breathing the Holy Spirit upon them is they will have apostolic authority. They'll have a portion of the authority of God that's given to them that they may minister to the people of God, the church. So Jesus said to them, Peace to you, as the Father sent me, I also send you, but not unequipped. He breathed on them, and he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
And here's the proof of it. If you forgive the sins of any, they're forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they're retained. Those are the keys of the kingdom, by the way. Remember he said, what's, what's easier? Is it easier to say, pick up your mat and be healed and go home or to forgive their sins? But what he's giving them is the ultimate in authority here. Now Thomas, later to be called Doubting Thomas, don't be a Doubting Thomas. Don't move in unbelief, move in belief. He's not there. And where was he, by the way? He wasn't even there. At least they're together, clinging to each other, scared, but they're there. He ain't even there. But then he shows up, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, because obviously the Lord did. He already lost one of the disciples. He didn't lose, need to lose any more, I guess. But <laughs> He wasn't with him when Jesus came. And so the other disciples therefore said to him when he showed up, We've seen the Lord. Stop. 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 Unless I see his hands to print on the nails and I put and put my finger into the print of the nails, put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Well, it says after eight days, they were again together and uh, Thomas was with them. Jesus came. The doors were shut. He stood in the midst and he said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Thomas, come on over here. Reach your finger here. Look at my hands. Reach your hand here. Put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas truly answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Now, I want to ask you a question. How did Jesus know what Thomas said? He obviously wasn't there. They said, no, look at him. He wasn't there. Thomas came to you. No, he was here. He came. He, no, I won't believe unless... Wherever two or three are, there I am in the midst of thee. So whenever you hear that passage and you're, you're, maybe you're together, you're praying for somebody. We come to, we, gosh, the whole world prayed for Karen when she broke her neck. And people everywhere, they're huddled together, they're praying. How do you know that God's there in your midst? Well, this is one of your proof texts right here. The Lord was still there. He still heard everything that's going on. He heard the conversation. Now back to Thomas. So Thomas believes now. He, he has to uh, clarify something to Thomas, though, because Thomas can be us. 
We can be like the others, or we can be a doubting Thomas. And he says, Thomas, because you've seen me, you believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, the reason that's so important here, if you're teaching it from the aspect I am of a apostolic role defining leadership in the church, is because remember what I said. I said, first we saw Jesus, and he could, you know, he's given the temporary blessing, he sent him out to 12, he sent him out to 50, but it was basically in him. But he's getting ready to ascend to the Father. He's got to leave this, which was God's plan all along, in men. And so that's what those guys were tagging along for three years. That's what that all was about. Paul experiences the same thing. He uses Paul because those knucklehead fishermen still had a lot of holes in their <laughs> their world. And he used Paul for a whole new and separate reason. I gotta get back over here. Just that. So, so what happens is that authority is still in the church today, to this very day. And that's that's how how it works. When I was consecrated to bishop, <laughs> before a lot of you were even born, now. I had bishops, many bishops, lay hands on me and breathe upon me, anoint me with oil. And it was a, it was a generational thing. Just as he laid his hands on those eleven, he breathed the Holy Spirit into them and the, and the anointing that they were going to need. They then did it. And as I described earlier, in the message, you look just a hundred years later, and there's all different men who are fulfilling amazing roles that we call the patristic fathers. And that's carried out down to this day. And in fact, somewhere, I suppose at headquarters, uh, you will find an apostolic succession with my name written on somewhere, and then a bunch of names below me of people who I've ordained to the diaconate and the priesthood, and uh, probably bishops that I participated in their consecration. And above me, you, you see names going all the way back to one of the original apostles. And it's something that you can hold on to. It's something you can see. It wasn't some invention of mankind, but it was the purposeful, always the plan of Almighty God that we would carry on. He seated at the right hand of the Father, and we are carrying on the work of building the kingdom. And that's why it's possible that's why you can be so anointed in the gifts and the calling that he's given you and you she's always one of my best examples amen, amen. well probably good a time as any to tell you next week we're going to have uh archbishop bates here he'll be he'll be uh preaching won't that be exciting? He won't be 
physically here, but he'll be here in spirit. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Blessings. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius He suffered and was buried. The third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, is spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church <clears throat> for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. We commend to your mercy all who have died, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in the eternal kingdom. God of compassion, be close to those who were ill, afraid, or in isolation. In their loneliness, be their consolation. In their anxiety, be their hope. In their darkness, be their light. Through him who suffered alone on the cross, but reigns with you in glory, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let's acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what I've done, 
and by what I've left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolute remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. With thy spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace. Peace. Hello. What a good word, Bishop. Thank you. As I opened and I encouraged us all to continue to press in through our online uh, services, I just wanted to once again go over what we are offering uh, for you to press in. We, I want to go over what uh, we are doing here to try and meet your needs. But as I talk about this, I just I encourage this every week, and I really want to make sure that you hear this. We are here for you, and we would love to help meet your needs. So please reach out to us. Uh, we've seen a lot of you on the online forums and, and, and reaching out and back and forth, but there are definitely people we want to know how we can minister to you in this time. Uh, so let me go over these things. First of all, on Mondays at 4 p.m., we have our St. Michael Society food pantry available. So if you have any needs uh, as far as your groceries go, come on down. If you know somebody who has any needs, come on down or maybe even drop a box at somebody's door if you know somebody who's in need. Uh, that's something that we love to do, and we minister to hundreds of families, and it's such a blessing whenever I've been able to go and see uh, the way that we're able to touch people's lives through that ministry. We also have the Ed Talk, uh, one of my favorites, as I say, on Monday nights at 7 p.m., and that's my dad and often my mom just uh, let you into their, to their house and home and talk a little bit about what God's speaking to them. On Wednesday nights, we have our Compline service that Father Powell has typically been doing. We've rotated with a couple of our other home group leaders as well. So feel free to tune in Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. You'll hear a rhythm here. All of our midweek services are at 7 p.m. And simultaneously with the Compline, we also have uh, the Instagrammed Laudate uh, live stream that Kristen's been doing. And I tuned in this week. It was awesome. It was so encouraging. She always has a little online game at the end. Uh, and if you missed it, it's gone. It goes up during the live and then it disappears. But she got to smash an egg on her brother's Robbie's head. She lives uh, with her brother Rob and his wife Melissa. And they played a whole game and it was awesome. So I'm just telling you, get your people to jump in. Any Anybody you know who wants to tune in on the Instagram there, it's it's very fun and very encouraging. And then lastly, we have our virtual home group uh, Thursday night at 7 p.m. We often have a time of worship there as well and and a word. So please join us on those times. And the last thing I'm here to talk to you guys about as well is the uh, the giving platforms. We did make a, a change recently. Uh, we are moving away from Tithely. The Tithely app still works, but we found another app that works with our online site as well as on the phone, and that one has uh, better better rates there. So we're, we're making that transition over the next couple months here. So please look it up. First of all, you can find it at mystmichaels.com, which you might even be streaming the service 
from there. Just click on the giving button. You can sign in right there. It's very easy to do. Uh, and we encourage people, if, if, you, if you want, to go with the ACH uh, bank transfer. It's actually uh, lower cost that way, and you can set it up uh, directly through our online portal. We also have the app as well. So if, you're, if you've been given on Tidely and you like giving straight from your phone, they have an app called Church Center. So if you just look up Church Center on the App Store for iPhone or Android, and then you can type in My St. Michael's, or you can type in the address here, whatever is easiest for you, you'll find us, we'll pop up there, and it'll be St. Michael's Church, and uh, you can give that way. Lastly, we obviously are still accepting paper checks, so if you want to mail something in, um, we'll accept that as well. And I just want to encourage, too, in this time, I was just, as Bishop was speaking, it was like... I. This whole week, I've just been noticing more and more there's this, this, this anger going on. And I'm seeing it on social media towards our government because they're either not doing enough or they're doing too much. And I just, I've been really pressing into the promise that God is our provider. The government's not going to save us from our crisis. Our job's not going to save us from our crisis. God is the one who has paved the way and has empowered us to live the resurrected life here on earth. And we can have the peace that surpasses all understanding. But he invites us to give because what we're doing when we give of our tithes and offerings is we're telling him that that's the truth with our actions. Right now, we can't walk into the church and bow to the altar and take communion at the kneeler and do all these physical acts that we we do before God. And we say we are pressing in to what he's taught us, but we can Jump in online and we can give. These are two significant actions that we can do to tell God that we are ordering our life around him and his promises and that he is our provider. So I just encourage you to give of your tithes and offerings and watch God provide in your life. And if you're afraid right now, God is the God who has conquered even death on the cross. And he is the that same spirit is in you. And wants to guide you and empower you through your life. So please go ahead and join us for all of our online services. Press in and give in in, in an act of faith there your tithes and offerings. And join us as we continue the rest of our service here. Pressing into worship and celebrating the Eucharist, the great Thanksgiving. Amen.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we bring these tithes and offerings before you. They'll be used in your church for the work that you've set before us and the furthering of your kingdom. Blessed are you, Lord God, King of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this bread to offer which earth is given and human hands have made. It will become for us the body of Christ. Blessed are you, Lord God, King of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer. Fruit of the vine, work of human hands, it will become for us the blood of Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. We praise you with greater joy than ever in this Easter season when Christ became our Paschal sacrifice. He's the true Lamb who took away the sins of the world. And by dying, he destroyed death. By rising, he restored our life. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you are holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread and he gave you thanks. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was entered, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the, forgive, for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ, Christ has died, Christ, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love, together with our patriarch Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and with all the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray, Olivia, Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Nadia, Kyle, Sonia, Sandra, Joyce, Maria, Karen, Father David and Darcy, Tammy, the Boyle family, David, Jill and her family, the Colo family, Daniel, Jim, Sandy, Father Asola, Luis, the Marines and Sailors of Camp Pendleton. Other names may be added. The O'Connell family. 
Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ through the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, the martyrs, with St. Michael and all thy saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have the courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who were called to the Supper of the Lamb. The body of Christ.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with the spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against him. And he loves us. He's not mad at us. He's forgiven us. And he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Go forth in the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.